It's not like any other podcast. Coming to you straight from Eastern Iowa, where apartment ownership and investing is told like it is. It's time for Darren Garman's Apartment Specialist Podcast. Hold on, because here comes the next episode of the Apartment Specialist Podcast. Hey everybody, Darren Garman here, and welcome to this week's podcast, where we're going to talk about this week, three things that are going to save you... Well, I guess the one word I could use is disappointment. It would save you a lot of disappointment. Uh, I could say time, effort, energy, money, you know, all those kinds of things. And and, and by the way, they all apply. Uh, They're all applicable. But really what it's going to come down to is disappointment. So what these three red flags are going to do is save you a lot of disappointment. Now, what I'm going to talk about is not going to be perfect. It's not going to make you immune to bullshit. But we're going to talk about the three red flags that really point out that someone is bullshitting you. Okay, And it's important to know when this is happening to you for obvious reasons. But it's a lot harder to know in today's world because there's so many ways people can communicate with you. Right? I mean, you know, gone are the days of telephone and letter. (laughs) You know, that was it. And it wasn't that long ago. You know, it was telephone and mail. You know, that's that's how you communicated with somebody. Um, uh, Or in person. I mean, in person, telephone or mail, that's it. Now there's just, you know, dozens of ways to communicate with people. And it just becomes harder and harder to really sift through what you're reading, what you're hearing, what somebody else is saying, whether it's right in front of you, uh, whether it's over the phone, whether it's maybe even a podcast, whatever. It's really kind of hard to figure out in a lot of ways, whether what you're hearing pretty much makes sense or whether it's frankly just, just a bunch of crap. And so I'm going to give you this week, three things to always keep in mind that will raise the red flag and will just tell you that you're being fed a bunch of BS, okay? But first of all, before I go into the details and the info, um, I am coming to you from the home office, which actually has a little bit to do with if you know someone is BSing you, okay? I'll get into that here in just a minute. But I'm coming to you from the home office today, uh, and it's tax time. Oh, tax time. Love tax time. And even though, uh, you know, we have very capable accountants doing a lot of the work for us, very capable people that work on our companies and our businesses, our real estate stuff, uh, that does not... (laughs) Uh, that that doesn't uh, that doesn't mean that you don't have to do anything. Um, this is this is the busiest time of year for me and for a lot of other folks in our company because companies because of you know all of the information and things that are required in order to get pro, uh, income tax returns done. So it's tax time, and so not only is the home office where I'm coming from, but I mean it's piled full of documents and. Um, USB drives, uh, there's some checkbooks over here. So yeah, I mean, it's, um, 
it's a mess. So if you'd walk into my office right now, you'd, you'd, you'd think a bomb went off. Um, but that's the way it is, and that's the way it goes. And what I just mentioned there, a little bit, a little foreshadowing of what we're going to cover regarding, you know, those red flags on whether or not somebody's BSing you. Okay, so as you probably know, if you've listened to me before, when I am recording from the home office, you know, I don't have studios or uh, soundproof rooms or all of that fancy stuff you might see other podcasters have. Uh, it's just a uh, um, podcast that I, if I'm talking with somebody and interviewing or if it's just myself, it's just me at either our offices, our company offices, or at the home office. That's it. So as a result, uh, the home office is home to Blue and Bosworth. Blue and Bosworth are my two dogs, Gina and I's dogs, and um, they love to bark at FedEx, UPS, postal workers, ladies walking by with their dogs, guys jogging by, uh, you name it, they like to bark at them. So once in a while, you may hear some barking in the background. Uh, that's what's going on, and that's just the way it is. So let's jump into the subject matter today because I'm really anxious to get into this. Because one, when you get older, when you age, so I will be 53 in a month as I'm recording this, in about a month. Um, so as you age, you know, some bad shit happens. Okay, so, you know, I've, I've lost hair. Uh, I've got these wrinkles on my face now. These bags are now under my eyes. I just got done having cataract surgery uh, not too long ago. I mean, so all of a sudden, you know, the, the things are kind of falling apart. Um, you know, and, and I even keep myself in pretty good shape. But one thing that actually gets a hell of a lot better is your mind and the ability to pierce your way through a bunch of bullshit, especially when you deal with uh, business and commerce every day, right? So the experiences you have over the years, and most of them, most of them bad, and by that I mean experience is never good. Let me clarify that. When great things happen and things work out the way that you want, that's rarely a good experience. Okay? It's the bad shit that happens is what gives you the experience and what you learn from. When the good shit happens and the good stuff happens to you, um, I mean, but don't get me wrong, it's great. And, and yeah, it is a good experience. But do you really learn a lot from it? No, you always learn most from when the bad shit happens. And so one of the nice things about getting old in a weird kind of way, is you see a lot of things, a lot of uh, adversity, all that kind of stuff will happen to you, especially if you're in business. And the good news about all that and getting older is you now have a hell of a lot of knowledge and a hell of a lot of experience, and it gives you really that detector of bullshit. Okay, so I've got a fantastic bullshit detector now. Because of all of the stuff that I've seen, that I've been through, and all of the people I've dealt with over the last 30 plus years. So that's one advantage of getting older is I'm a hell of a lot smarter. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not bragging here. I don't think I'm really, really smart. 
Um, I'm still capable of doing dumb things uh, and do. So, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying I've got it figured out. But what I am saying is getting older has really given me the experience of really being able to pierce through a bunch of bullshit. And I mean, I just know a lot of times, again, not 100%, but most of the times if someone is feeding me a bunch of crap. Uh, that's one advantage of getting older is you're much a much more able to do that. And for those of you that are my age or older, you know exactly what I'm talking about, especially if you've been involved in business, owned your own business, ran your own business or businesses, whether it's real estate, whether it's retail, whether it's restaurants, whatever it is, um, whether you've started your own companies. And, I mean, and you know, you know now what you know. And it's actually a great advantage. Um, and that's, again, one advantage of getting older. And so let's start out with number one, the red flag detector number one. The red flag detector number one is when things appear to be totally perfect all of the time and there are zero flaws, okay? So when you see things when you hear things and it sounds just too damn good to be true, just sounds too damn perfect, you already know there's no such thing. Okay? It's when you see people, um, either like on social media, for example, or maybe even in person, and they're working very, very hard to present a certain image to you they're being they're working very hard to present a certain idea to you that just seems acts and feels like it's too damn perfect let me use just a couple quick examples so number one is I work with a lot of people that invest in apartment communities with me uh, either passively or actively here in the heartland now as you probably know, my deal is we own the properties here in Iowa. That's it. Okay. I don't go around talking about how perfect that is. I don't go around explaining in videos, explaining when I'm on my podcast, talking to people in person that this is the most perfect investment you can make, nor nor do I ever say that you won't lose money, okay? Because there is a chance with any investment, there could be loss of money. So when you see or hear someone that tells you things like, um, oh, I haven't lost any money before. Uh, or we, you know, we own 8,000 apartment units, but you know, all of them, all of them cash flow great and none of them lose money. Or we own uh, 28 restaurants and all of them make money. All of them cash flow. We don't have a problem at all. If anybody tells you any of that shit, there's no problems. Everything runs fine. Everything is just great. That is the biggest red flag of all. Because it's impossible. Because we're human beings. Okay, we're human beings. It's impossible. 
totally impossible. So I, you know, I get a lot of uh, investment information, investment stuff come across my desk. Um, whether it's, you know, on paper, whether it's emails and whether, or whether it's you know, like, you know, it maybe some things have been sent to me on a video. Um, and, you know, I, I see a lot of people working really hard to present images of perfection and that every project or every investment or every um, investment decision they've made has always worked out or their personal life is just unbelievably great. Their marriage has no problems at all. Uh, their friendships are just wonderful. Um, whenever you hear everything is just fucking perfect and everything works out great. Ding, 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 ding. That's not the case. That's not the case. So then it kind of becomes, what degree are we talking about here? Because there, there are folks that, um, you know, will embellish things you know, to make things sound, look, sound a little bit better, make them look a little bit better, maybe make their product or their service look a little bit better. So there's, there's always a little bit of that, a little bit of gamesmanship, right? Yeah, sure. I get that. But when it's over and over again, how people have it figured out and they're consistently communicating to you, not only that they've got their shit figured out, but, you know, why don't you? Then, yeah, then you, there's a little bit of bullshit there. And maybe even a lot. So I just got done reading a book by Stephen Schwarzman. And if you don't know Stephen Schwarzman, he is one of the co-founders of Blackstone. He's, their, he's still their CEO, uh, one of the co-founders of Blackstone. Blackstone is only... Um, I think it's the biggest, maybe not the biggest, but one of the biggest and one of the most successful um, hedge funds, private equity. I mean, they get involved in all that stuff there is in the world. Okay. So the guy's a billionaire. Uh, company, you know, I think they just bought, they just raised a fund that was over $20 billion is the latest fund that they raised. So this guy knows what he's doing. If this guy came up to you and said, hey, we'd love to have you invest money with us. This is the guy that has the track record of the last, whatever, 30, 40 years where you'd be like, that's a no-brainer. We're in. Okay? Well, if you read his book, he goes out of his way to talk about deals that they've gotten involved in that tanked, where they lost investor money, made him embarrassed made him look bad, as well as some of the people that he worked with, some of his business partners, okay? So let me just ask you, if this billionaire that is the co-founder, again, Stephen Schwarzman, and by the way, the name of the book is What It Takes, in case you're interested in getting it. I recommend you get it. It's pretty good. Uh, especially if you're like in business, it's like a must read. So... If this guy is saying, you know what, I screwed up, you know, more than once. And here's like a couple of examples when I did. 
Um, and here's a few more examples of when people working for me did. And here's this example and that example. But you got other people that you never hear that kind of stuff from. And this guy is like, you know, elite. What does that tell you? That's right, that they're full of shit. So, again, red flag number one. If it sounds too good to be true, and everything consistently sounds like they've got it all figured out, and always have it all figured out, never talking about any kind of bad shit, any kind of losses, any kind of disappointments, any kind of struggles, any kind of adversity, any kind of any times where they've been knocked on their ass, but more than once, if you don't hear any of that ever, bullshit is coming and coming consistently your way. So that's number one. And that leads into bullshit detector or red bullshit red flag number two. And it has to do a little bit with my intro to the podcast today. I told you that I'm at my home office and you're going to hear more than likely sometime Bosworth or Blue barking. Okay? So... What does that have to do with anything? Well, you want to look for authenticity. Okay? And you really want to look for people that don't really care what you think of them. Uh, that's really what you want to be looking for. And when people, it's easy to spot, especially on social media, people that really, really, really go out of their way to not be authentic and to look, act, and feel like something totally different than who and what they are. You see it a lot. Um, I've dealt with this so much over the years. I can like feel it when I meet somebody. I just know. I just know. Again, not 100% of the time, but most of the time, I know. And my wife, Gina, she's the same way. I mean, she can talk to somebody for five minutes and she can, almost like a fortune teller, just talk, tell me, well, here's, here's, you know, here's all the great things about this person. Here, I mean, here's, here's where they're totally full of shit. All right. Um, again, if there's a lot of time, effort, energy, and work in presentation, okay, and not being authentic and really caring to the nth degree what you think, that means you're being fed a whole bunch of bullshit. Okay. So, you know, you, I work with investors in the heartland of America that own real estate here that will continue to own, operate, buy, invest in their own, sell their own. Um, I do some coaching and some consulting with these people on business basis, on personal basis as well. That's my world. Okay. That's it. I'm not going to be presenting myself as something that's not that, okay? Uh, I'm a guy that will pretty much tell it like it is. Uh, I will use some profanity from time to time, especially if I want to get a point across. Uh, whether you're an investment partner, whether you're an employee, I don't care. I don't care. So you're going to get me, business-wise, personal-wise, and I may rub some people the wrong way. Some people may not like me at all. Some people may want to back a car over me. Fine. Fine. That's just the way it is. 
but I'm not going to not be authentic and not be who I really am. Now, don't get don't take this the wrong way. I'm not saying that I am uh, somehow in some higher plane than everybody else because I do this or better than everybody else because I do this. That's not my point. My point is most people aren't that way. A lot of people will do everything they can to talk and present and show you an image and a certain thing that they want you to believe and it's not the exact case. And many times it's the total opposite. <clears throat> I I can tell you, I can name people off. I can just go start start counting on my fingers right in front of me. I can name people off that present themselves, that have presented themselves to me over the years as if they were worth a hell of a lot of money. Okay. And then find out they don't have shit. But they've really worked their ass off in presenting themselves as if they've got a lot of money, a lot of connections, uh, a lot of experience, when at the end of the day, they had maybe a quarter of what they were presenting. Um, kind of a funny story. So we were looking for uh, a property manager for one of our apartment communities, our 100-unit Glenbrook apartment community. And this is, a, this is a tougher community to manage because this is a HUD project, okay? So you have residents, all residents that live there get some kind of rental assistance, okay? And so we're looking for a property manager. My manager left, uh, moved, uh, moved, and so we needed a new manager. So we get this resume. Okay, now just follow what I'm saying here. We get this resume that presents itself as the perfect answer to my management problem, which is I need a really good manager for this property. It's one of our best ones. I got to have somebody good here. So I get a resume where this person was perfect, had all of the experience, had all of the training, had all of the necessary items to just walk in and take this property over. I mean, it was like, holy shit, I found the perfect manager. This is it. And I was excited to talk to this person. And so um, had a phone conversation with her. And... I scheduled the phone conversation and scheduled it for a certain time. When I called her, she wasn't ready to talk. She did call me back five minutes later and apologized for missing the call. But when I schedule a call for 3 p.m., and it's a job interview, pretty much, like the first part of a job interview, you know, I'm expecting the person to answer the phone um, or call me right, right, right back. It should be five or ten minutes later. So she calls me back and we have a conversation. That conversation went fine, by the way. It went good. And so we uh, make arrangements to have now a face-to-face -face interview where it's going to be myself, uh, a couple of my staff, uh, Gina's going to be there, and we're going to interview. We're going to have an interview. So we schedule a day and a time for the interview. Uh, we send a reminder 
about the day and time of the interview. Now remember, this resume is perfect. I've, this is the perfect candidate, okay? Day of the interview, time of the interview, there's nobody there. I'm like, what the hell? We get a phone call 10 minutes after the interview is supposed to start. It's our candidate. She's lost. She went to the apartment community in question that we were going to talk about having her manage instead of my company offices. When I detailed, in great detail, went out of, we went out of our way to say our meeting, our interview is at the company offices. So she does show up 25 minutes late, okay? Walks into the interview, sits down, and starts talking for 20 minutes and does not shut up. What she proceeds to tell us is how bad our property looks, how much landscaping it needs, why our rents per square foot aren't at market, how we need to get them to market, uh, what we need to do to the common areas of the property. Uh, so this goes on and on for 20 minutes. I find out 15 minutes into her continual dialogue that she's not talking about our property. She's talking about the property across the street. She's not even talking about the right property. So right when she got done talking continuously, I basically said, interview's over. Thank you very much. You've really given us a lot of information. Uh, we'll get back to you and let you know. So do you think I hired this person? No way. No way. What an unbelievable opposite of what was presented to me. Unbelievable opposite. As a matter of fact, if we would have just hired this person based on, if we would have hired this person, it would have been a disaster for our company. But yet, I look at the resume, I look at the information, and it all sounds so perfect, right? So, again, are they authentic? Are they being authentic? That is a huge bullshit detector test. Because if they're not, if they're going out of their way to present whatever it is to you, themselves, a business proposition, a joint venture, uh, being your roommate, uh, living next door to you, I don't care. Um, if it all just looks and sounds way, way, way too good and there's no flaws in any of what they're presenting, you know you know there's a bunch of bullshit there, okay? A bunch of bullshit. All right, so I've gone over two red flags. Uh, bullshit red flags or how to detect bullshit. I've gone over two. Um, and before I get into the third one, I'll just mention, the two I've just mentioned to you are probably what you'll run into about 80% of the time, okay? Okay? About 80% of the time. That's what you'll run into. So let's go over number three. Number three is going to be a little bit easier to detect. Um, 
Not that the first two were difficult, but again, because of so many different ways we communicate, we spend time with each other, we evaluate, we consider. We th There's so many different ways now versus how it used to be. Um, a lot of times it's not as easy as you think. And a lot of times we're kind of hurried to make a decision. Um, and maybe that's kind of self-inflicted. We want to get it over with and move on to the next thing that's on our plate. So a lot of this is, um, is not that difficult, but it's a lot harder when you're going through your daily cares of life. It really is. Uh, but here's number three. Number three is bullshit excuse making. Bullshit excuse making. <clears throat> and so you already know that excuses are in and of themselves bullshit, right? I mean, we know that. But in how many areas of your life, maybe your business, are you putting up with and giving traction to excuses? Uh, and a lot of times it really depends on what you're willing to tolerate because the more excuses you're willing to tolerate, the more excuses you're going to get uh, from, you know, every place. Uh, I see it a lot in, in what I do. So when we have our uh, maintenance meetings with my staff or management meetings with my staff, I mean, they're already pretty much conditioned to know that if I even sense an excuse, uh, they're going to get called out on it. I mean, I don't want to hear that you're doing your best. I don't want to hear that you're working hard. I don't want to hear how tired you were from the day, but I don't want to hear any of that crap. Um, because, frankly, their definition of working hard and all those kinds of things are a hell of a lot different than mine. And they know that. So I don't get, I still do, still get them, but I don't get nearly as many as I used to because I call them out on it all the time. And I'm not picking on employees per se. That's not really what I'm up to. I'm just saying that because I deal with a lot of employees um, consistently, especially in the uh, rental real estate business, uh, managers, maintenance people, vendors. I mean, everybody's got a damn excuse for everything. Um, you know, from all the way from residents not paying rent on time and, you know, they've got 80 excuses on why the rent hasn't been paid yet. You know, all the way to my staff not collecting like they need to be all the way from work orders not getting done the way they need to get done, all the way from vendors not performing the way that they need to. And so if you keep getting excuse after excuse, especially if there's deadlines involved, I mean, you're there, there's a point in time where the bullshit is going to continue to pile up more and more and more. And the days of the dog ate my homework um, are gone. But 
our society now loves excuses because we all need to be kinder and gentler and more understanding with each other and all those kinds of things, which in and of itself I have zero problem with. But what it does produce is more and more excuses that you are expected to understand and deal with. Well, when someone or something continues to give you excuse after excuse after excuse, I mean, you got to cut the cord. You got to call them out. You can't continue to accept that. And you know, if all you start getting from people is, well, we couldn't get that done because, or this came up, or this, you know, there's, there's always a reason why you're disappointed and you're getting excuses for those reasons. You're being fed bullshit 99% of the time. Okay, now, once in a while, could someone have a real issue that gets in the way of what you're expecting from them in whatever it is? Relationship, business transaction, um, whatever. Uh, yeah, sure, they come up. So if I'm supposed to have a meeting, uh, so I had a meeting scheduled and I did meet with the guy, the, the gentleman that runs our maintenance for us, for our, uh, for our apartment communities. He oversees the maintenance for us. I had a breakfast meeting with him at 7 o'clock yesterday morning. Okay, So if he were to call me at 6 o'clock in the morning or 6.30 and say, hey, I'm sick, I've got the flu, it's going around. Okay, fine. Okay, totally fine. I get it. But if he calls me four times in three months that he's sick and he can't make a meeting, I mean, you just kind of know. Okay, you just kind of know that it's bullshit. And the more that you tolerate it, the more it's going to happen. And the more often it's going to happen because it like spreads. So other people that are around this will continue, will now start to you know, give you bunches and bunches of excuses as well. Um, so is it excuses or is it real? And if it's continuing to be excuses, it's bullshit. You need to call them out and you need to uh, stop tolerating it. So let's just throw out a couple of, 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 of these excuses that, that are pretty common that I think we all hear probably pretty consistently. How about the first one if somebody's late for an appointment? What do they say? What's the reason why they're late? Oh, the traffic. Oh, I got hung up in traffic. The traffic was bad. Oh, I got stuck behind the train. Um, oh, a guy pulled out in front of me and you know, I got in a little fender bend. But it's usually the traffic, right? How many times have we heard this? Oh, yeah, I would have been here 10 minutes ago, but the traffic. When, you know, in all actuality, if they would have left a little bit sooner and planned a little bit better, they would have got there in plenty of time. But what is it? It's an excuse, right? And that's one that we hear. I mean, I know, you, I know you've heard this one. I mean, we hear it all the time. 
Oh, you couldn't, oh, the traffic and, oh, it was just, yeah, sure. It's Cedar Rapids, dude. I mean, we're not in LA. There really is no traffic in Cedar Rapids. Come on. Um, it's just kind of funny. Actually, I start laughing when I hear it. If I hear that, it's like, oh yeah, sure. Uh, sure. I totally get it. Uh, so there's that one. Um, and then here's another real common one. Um, and I get, I deal a lot with this with my staff, uh, my employees. And it's basically, well, I left them a message or we sent them a letter or I talked to them last week. Well, let's, th- th- that's not, that doesn't finish it. That doesn't finish what needs to be done. Uh, I don't care that you left a message. Uh, I don't care that you talked to them. Um, I, if this needs to be done, if if this needs to be completed, um, it needs to be done and completed. So let's say you want to get a haircut. You call the, uh, we used to call them barbershops, but you call the hair salon, you know, now it's, great clips or cost cutters or uh, you know, whoever, wherever you get your hair done. So let's say you call and you leave them a message and you want, and you've got a function coming up in a week. You got a party you want to go to. You want to look good. You want to go to this party. You want to look good. Your hair's kind of long. Maybe you're like me. You got a little hair coming out of your nose, maybe out of your ears, you know, and so you want to look, you want to look pretty good for this party. <clears throat> So you call your haircutting place. I mean, how many of you would put up with leaving them four messages and no one calling you back? Oh, well, I left a message. I, you know, I left them a message. I sent them a letter. Uh, no, we wouldn't put up with that. We'd move on, right? But most people, with just that one example, they put up with it. Oh, well, you left. Okay, well, thanks. You left a message. I guess that's that's it. Yeah, okay. Again, excuses. If you're consistently getting excuses from people around you in your day-to-day life, employees, um, vendors, people you do business with, you transact business with, it's time to call them out or it's time to move on. And too many excuses are, again, what? That's right, bullshit. So that was the easy one to really dig out, wasn't it? Excuses. But let's cover them again real quick in in this order. Number one, working hard to appear they've got it all figured out and everything is just perfect and they've not made any kind of mistakes. Okay? Everything is just great. Those folks that continue to talk, video, um, communicate, and show how great everything is and how they've got all of their shit together without any flaws is bullshit detector number one or bullshit red flag number one. Remember my example of Steve Schwarzman, right? This guy ran Blackstone or still does and still talks about some of the shit that he had to deal with and some of their big losses and his embarrassment, okay? Number two, authenticity. Are they being authentic and who they really are or not? The biggest place you see this happening is social media, right? But are they being authentic? If they're not and you and they continue to present themselves in a way and in a manner 
that is what and how they want you to think of them because they want to achieve some goal or an end with you. No, it's bullshit. Okay. And then number three, excuse making. Consistent excuse making is probably, even though it's number three, it's the biggest one you'll probably deal with in terms of frequency, but it's the one that you should tolerate the least. Okay. Tolerate the least. So I hope that those red flags, those bullshit red flags can be helpful for you, can help you navigate through a lot of um, potential and avoid, I guess, a lot of potential disappointment. And uh, if you run into any of these red flags, now you know. You're probably being fed a bunch of bullshit. And now you know that there's no way you should tolerate it. Have a great day. Have a great week or weekend. Whenever you've listened or joined me, great having you. And we'll talk to you later. And by the way, that's no BS. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining the Apartment Specialist Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.heartlandinvestmentrealestate.com.